What's happening? This is the Tap In Podcast. We are live inside of the Tap In studio. It's your boy Jerome Rogan in the building, a.k.a. Dante. Man, we got a special guest in the building. Um, before that, I want to make sure everybody knows we are on all streaming platforms, YouTube, Spotify, um, Apple, on everything. So make sure you subscribe to the channel, like us, leave us a comment. Um, all that good jazz. Man, this um, young lady that I have in the studio with me today, I heard about her story actually from my wife. Um, and I was like, yeah, I want, I, I need to talk to her. Miss um, Allison Ray Lawson's in the building. How you doing, ma'am? I'm doing wonderful. How about yourself? I'm good. Good. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Thank you for tapping in with us. Ah, anytime. Yes. <laughs> so, um, man, your story is... Is your story unique, like, um, I guess, to the to the business world? Yeah, I guess. Um, I guess how I got into the store is unique. Um, okay. I think my journey there is hard work. Okay, <laughs> okay. Now, for those who don't know, Allison, um, she went to the second best HBCU in oh, the country. Man. And <laughs> oh, man. I can't wait to hear what the first is. <laughs> oh, you already know it's PV. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now we're already starting off on the wrong foot. <laughs> well, how was your, um, let's start where, how was your, your college life? How was that? Uh, my college life was good. Yeah. It was real good, real smooth. Um, I wasn't a real party person. Mm. I wasn't a real, like, go out person. If I could do it all over again, you would I, go would to be that, I would be that person. Really? Um. But I was always I was the same person. Like I didn't get to college and switch up. I was the same person that I walked in as, and the same person that I walked out as, a homebody. So let me ask you the same question because I'm from California. That explains a lot. <laughs> and the one question that I always got is, how does somebody from California go to school in Texas? It's a thing. But what's crazy is, is that Hampton there's a ton of people from California. It's a, but then you also have to realize that there's not a lot of HBCUs after you reach the Texas side. Right. So in order to go to an HBCU on the West Coast, like, you have to travel over here to the East Coast. You have to travel to Texas. You know what I mean? So, yeah. like, that's how, that's how it happens. Mm. Um, but I think it's better for HBCUs because we get to experience that. Like, right. I, I had never seen anybody go dumb before I went to college. And <laughs> I was like, what <laughs> is this? <laughs> I had never experienced. I was like, what is this? But that's the beauty of HBCUs is that it's a melting pot of black people. Mm. So you get to understand, like, there's not. And, and I think where you come from, you're very close-minded. And people could say, oh, I'm well-traveled. And I was well-traveled. Um, you know what I mean? But I it never dawned on me that, like, there's so many other black folks outside of you know just the texas way of living mm-hmm. now howard is in um dc i don't care where howard is but where, where's i mean hampton <laughs> hampton excuse me the other hu excuse me <laughs> the, the real hu <laughs> okay hampton is in what virginia hampton is in virginia hampton virginia okay uh-huh. okay water. did you go um did you look at any other hbcus or you just went straight to hampton i only looked at hbcus mm, okay um, and so uh i played golf and so i had the opportunity um my coach knew um pe- coaches at prairie view coaches at tsu coaches at gremlin um but i think for me i wanted to go outside of that spectrum of just like texas and close to it 
Mm, like okay. I wanted to go. I wanted to experience something completely new. Yeah, I think that's the same thing for me. Like I wanted to get out of that California living. I wanted to. I actually wanted to go to school at uh, UNC. Mm-hmm. My grades wasn't. Oh yeah, up that's, to how, par. that's how it normally works. So yeah, I, I went to the school that accepted me. That accepted you, and it, it was the and it was the best choice for you. Absolutely, yeah. They nurture you. Yes. So transition into you won a Seven Eleven contest, and they gave you a store. Yeah. In a nutshell, right? They didn't give it to me. I earned the hell out. Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you want to be honest, <laughs> yeah. So take us through. How did you like? How did that even? How did all this even come about? The contest is a backstory. Um, you can't even enter the contest unless they would choose you to be a franchisee anyway. So mm. it's just not one of those things where you just applied and it was a popularity contest. Like no, like they scrutinize you like they do every other franchisee that comes that way, because at the end of the day, you're going to have a store, so you need to be able to have and to maintain and to hold that store like every other franchisee so money wise um background wise just everything like you have to have it you know what i mean um so i went through the same process that every other and i like to reiterate that because people feel like i was just given something and that's Mm. not what that was it was giving me an opportunity um for something that um a person of color and a young person of color and a young female person of color would not have necessarily been able to do financially um, however, I earned my right to be there like everybody else. Mm, okay. So did you go through the, the process first or did you go through, did you automatically apply for the uh, the competition? Nah, so um, I ended up, uh, my father, so backstory, my, my parents are entrepreneurs. Okay. Uh, my mother's a realtor. Um, I saw her um, retire from the telephone system and you know still have a daughter to raise and so she became a realtor um, and built her own mini empire and I just love seeing her thrive Um, and then my father uh, franchised three McDonald's in the Oak Cliff area of Dallas Mm, and so like I knew what franchising was through my dad um, and I knew what entrepreneurship was and so when I was just fed up with corporate America I was like, well, let's see what's next. Let me look into franchising. So I sought out 7-Eleven to get a store to begin with. Um, I was going to buy a store from 7-Eleven to begin with. In the process, they were having a contest that they told me about um, and said that I could get a much better store in a much better location with a much better opportunity for myself. So. Oh, okay. Now, why why did you choose 7-Eleven and not McDonald's? Oh, man. Um Who's to say I didn't choose McDonald's? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Who's to say I didn't apply for Chick-fil-A? Okay. Who's to say I didn't apply for other things? Like, you just don't, you know what I mean? It's like colleges. You just don't apply to one. Mm. Like, you apply to a bunch of them, and you see, like, what's the best offer? Like, what comes back with the best return? Who works with you the most? Um, and it just so happened that, like, Seven Eleven was doing so. Mm, okay. And had you ever ran a business before, or did you have any experience? No, nah, but it's not that hard. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, all right. No, nah, I had never ran anything before. Um, I worked for the government for many years. Um, I was a manager of budget and, po- and policy analysis. Um, uh, I stepped into the corporate world as a project manager for the automotive industry. Um, and so I had the business acumen to be able to figure it out. Mm. Um, but I think owning a business isn't just about like the experience in which you have, like you have to be street smart. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not just about like, I have a master's in accounting, you know? So it's not just a matter of like knowing the numbers or knowing how to run a business. It's like, you got to be street smart. Like it's a hustle out there. So you have to be completely well-rounded in order to understand it. Yeah. 
Did um, cause I know with even building a business, even starting a business, a lot of people, I feel like it's just more afraid of the unknown. Did you have any of that, or you just? Oh no, for sure. Which is why I never, I never thought that entrepreneurship would ever be for me. I like nine to five. I like being able to go home and say fuck it. I mean, screw it at the end. Like I like to be like that ter- that person that can just go home and chill. Mm. Um, I don't like my my um, check dependent on like what's going on. I want a guaranteed something. I want guaranteed health care. Um, and still to this day, I still firmly believe in it. Um, but it was a leap of faith that I just thought that I would take because it was such a strong leap of faith. Now, if you would have asked me if I was starting my own gas station outside of Seven Eleven, would I have done it? Probably not. Mm, okay. And here's something that I, that I, I found out um, just doing research on you is this is your business. You Google me. I did. Uh, you try to, to be disrespectful at the door. I'm like, have you Googled me? <laughs> I did. So this is your business, and you're pretty much just buying the 7-Eleven name. The name. But everything within it is me. The inventory, um, payroll, everybody's checks say Ray Lawson Enterprise on the top of them. Um, I hire and fire. I run accordingly. But it's the blueprint and the name in which I pay for and kind of the easy accessibility to like what you need to, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it's not reinventing the wheel. It's already out there. Yeah. Cause that was something I was like, Oh, okay. Cause I always thought that the, when you do, when you franchise or when you own the name, it's like, no, everything is coming through McDonald's or everything is coming through Seven Eleven. It can. Like for sure, but that's what I'm saying. Like, like accounting. Not, oh and no, okay. I think every franchise is different, and I don't want to get into the technicalities. But every franchise is different. It's just like who, who is more helpful than others. And I think that in the sense of it, like Seven Eleven does provide an accounting department for you. Seven Eleven does provide a payroll department for you. Seven Eleven does provide a merchandising department for you. It doesn't mean that they run your shit. Mm. It means that they are providing it for you as a convenience so that way we can literally focus on running the business so you don't have to go out and find you know and and, uh, don't get me wrong i do have an accountant for my personal side you know what i mean like i do have an accountant for my business taxes but it's it's saving you to have to go out and find a good person to keep your books it's saving you to keep having to go find this and having to go to find it just makes it simpler okay they just give you access they have everything staffed for you yeah okay yeah yeah because i always thought that and and i guess this is my where my ignorance come in that nah, just the unknown yeah and i just feel like i just like oh okay these people just own these parts of 7-eleven and you have to pay this is my this this is my idea and i don't know if it's anybody else's but this is what i thought you pay 7-eleven 50 to hundred thousand dollars they lend you the name and once you pretty much paid that money back, nah. then that's when you start making nah, your profit. No, 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 no. It's nothing nah. like that. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. In a sense, but nah, it's not like that at all. Nah, you immediate if you come in and you come in with a bang, you immediately start making money. Mm. Um, it's not like which is why I chose franchising because franchising at the end of the day, like you can come in and start making money because the name already speaks for itself. As opposed, if you're if you have a mom and pop gas station across the street from a 7-Eleven on a freeway, 
people who are traveling nine times out of ten are going to choose a 7-eleven so mm. you're automatically going to make money as opposed to a mom and pop who get maybe some traffic maybe some neighborhoods if they put themselves out there um but the good thing about a franchise is that a lot of times you can start making a profit immediately mm, it okay. ain't a lot of money but yeah yeah Okay. And, I, and no, I don't owe nobody no money. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, you don't even have one 7-Eleven. You have two 7-Elevens. Yeah. What, like, okay, so you won the first one. Uh-huh. And then how did you get the second one? I bought it. From the profits from the first one? I bought it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand the question. <laughs> Who's to say I didn't have the funding from the beginning? But okay. I, you know what I mean? Like, I took advantage of the opportunity that was there. Um, why buy something when they're giving it away for free? And mm. again, it wasn't, people always say free. It wasn't free. You the building it. costs mm, were okay. paid. Everything else within it, I had to pay for. Got you. And it took off a lot of burden, though. It did? It did. Okay. Now, not only do you have two, they are right across the street from each other. They are. And you know what's so crazy? I think long time ago, how long have you had the store? Uh, October 2018 was my first store. Um, December 2019 was my second, so within a year. Oh, okay. So I think it was probably around 2018. I was at one, uh, I think I was the one, the Exxon one. I was at that one. Mm-hmm. And... Something happened. I was like, "Fuck this store! I'm going across the street. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna patronize this one." Uh huh. We love it when people say that. <laughs> Not knowing, I was still giving to the same person. Well, now I'm offended. So why, why are you offended? Because you said. It's <laughs> I don't know what happened. I wish I. I wish I could tell you what also, happened. Also, it could or could not have been mine at the time. So yeah, yeah. Just remember that too. It could uh, could or could not. But I mean, it happens all the time. People just get fed up with one and they. They want to show us, and they want to go across the street. Yeah. It works for me. Yeah. Okay. And what made you, did I already ask you, what made you even decide to even buy that second one? Uh, um, stupidity? I don't, I look, I don't know. I guess I just needed the stress <laughs> in my life. I, I don't know. I did it for the money. Mm, okay. The more you get, the more money you make, and that was simple. I did it for the money. Got you. Okay. Now, I know on the outside Running a business looks exciting. Yeah, it that's looks, what everybody says. It looks great. Yeah. You're your own boss. It looks amazing on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Can you talk to some or uh, talk to some of the things that you had to or the day-to-day stuff that you got to go through on a daily basis? <sighs> the day-to-day bullshit. Okay. So, yeah. um, I mean, just customers in general is already, you know, draining of itself. Um, and I'm not saying all customers, but I love, I love my customers. That is literally why I wake up in the morning and come to work every single day. And I told my staff, even whenever I'm no longer, you know, managing it on a day-to-day level, I'm still coming in every morning mm. um, because I love my customers and they love seeing me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but just on a, on a day-to-day basis, I always like to tell people that nothing is the same. Like there's not one day where I, and, and people always ask that question, like, what's it like in the life? Like, th- like run me through a day. I'm like, I can't run you through a day. Cause I'd have to run you through 1200 days <laughs> because, <laughs> because nothing is ever the same. You know, like there's always something wrong when you walk in that detours you from what you wanted to do whenever you were going to walk in. Mm. Um, and so just know that it is just one stress pile on top of another stress pile on top of another stress pile. But at this point, I don't think I would trade that stress pile in 
for anything. So the going. Do you did you ever look back and regret like, damn, why did I leave my nine to five? Uh, you know, what's crazy is I did, and I, I mean, and the crazy part is, is that like, who's to say that I won't go back one day? Like, who's to, who's to say it? Would you want to go back? I don't know. Everybody, the grass is always greener on the other side. And since I've and since I've been, I to always both heard sides it wasn't grass, greener. Since I've been to both sides <laughs> of the grass. <laughs> I mean, the thing. Think about it. Like, would I like to make sure that my check is guaranteed and have guaranteed health insurance and get peace of mind at the end of the night, or would I like to lose eight thousand dollars in one day because somebody decided to run eight thousand dollars worth of money orders and then bounce and leave my store empty? What, what stress would you like? I like the stress of going home at night, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and chilling. Yeah. Um, but you know, everything has highs and lows, just like corporate America has highs and lows. Um, but like I said, I've been on both sides of it and I just remember having peace of mind at the end of the day. Yeah. So do you guys have, um, like marketing, uh, budgets? Like I, cause I'm thinking about regular businesses or entrepreneurs marketing and yeah, getting but that's, you in- that's also why you buy into a franchise because they have marketing budgets. Hmm. What kind of marketing does 7-Eleven do? I've and, never seen that. That's another thing. Does 7-Eleven really have to do any marketing? Nah. sometimes they do like sometimes you do see it. like if you're on social media you'll see it a lot um but the thing about it is is that so mcdonald's everybody has the same exact food like there's nothing that you can opt in or opt out of yeah 7-eleven you could go to one store and it have cherry and pina colada slurpee and you can go to the next store and it has blueberry and banana slurpee like there's so many different options of so many different 7-elevens that if you can't you it's really hard to advertise something that isn't a generic thing of 7-Eleven because mm. there's so many different options that we as franchisees are given to make. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So if you go to one 7-Eleven, it's not guaranteed that to be at everyone. Correct. Yeah. Like they can mm. have, they can have egg rolls at one and I can't stand the egg rolls at 7-Eleven. So I'm not selling them. So then they get on TV and they advertise egg rolls and somebody walk into my establishment mad because there's no egg rolls. It's because I can make 7-Eleven has a lot of variety and a lot of flexibility. Um, and so they kind of, they kind of, they do, they do some advertisement, but they kind of leave it up to the franchisee as well to do our own advertisement. So that's why you see me so much on social media. That's why you see me so much in the community. Like that's, that's literally why you see me a hundred percent is because like I'm out here. Mm-hmm. Like that's how I'm going to make my Seven Eleven different from every other Seven Eleven. Yeah. Mm, okay. And comedians, when y'all come to the Arlington Improv, Go to her store, buy your condoms, buy your, your Swisher Sweets or whatever else y'all getting. Yeah. Go to her yeah, 7-Eleven. It's right on Madlock. It's across the street from the Arlington Improv. It is. Shout out to Lunell. She came by. Yeah. Um, and she's a, she's a very nice and supportive person of me. So mm. I love her dearly. Um, and so she shouts me out whenever she's in the area. So shout out to her. Um, and whoever else wants to come by, too, we're there. Yeah. I'm going to start, uh, I'm going to start, because before this, I never knew that it was a black woman running both those stores, and so now when my friends come in, in town, I'm going to start making sure that they come and say what's up. Yeah, they need yeah, to. That's yeah. How, that's how we keep this thing going. Yeah. Uh, and I also found out while I was Googling you, that you, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that you a motivational speaker as well. Yeah. Yeah. How do you, how does see this is this is the the prime example of black girl magic right here? How do you become an entrepreneur and a motivational speaker? You brand yourself. 
Like that's that's the whole thing though. Is that like of course people love coming to Seven Eleven because it's Seven Eleven. They love coming to Seven Eleven because it's black owned. But like how else do you put yourself out there to make sure that like people know you and people know your name and what you're about? Um, the motivational speaking. I just lucked up on that one day. Um, how you luck up I'm, on I'm motivational speaking? Because I have a good I have a good story. Like I have a great story to tell. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just I looked up. I talked to some kids one day. They loved me. I'm like shit. I'm gonna go home. Put motivational speaker on my uh, business card. And I did it. And ever since then, I've been paid to do it. Really? So yeah, you just gotta you gotta believe that you can do it, um, and just put yourself out there. And make sure that you can do it a little bit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like don't don't be on the side. You can do fall. hair, <laughs> <laughs> and somebody come in and you can't even braid. So, um, but nah, like you just gotta you just gotta like put yourself out there. Like if this is what you want to do, like you know what I mean. Like same thing, same thing with podcasts. Like if this, like if this is what you want to do, and you know that you're good with people, and you know that you could talk and 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 ask questions, and you can have an audience, do it. Mm. You gotta make. You gotta. It's like starting your own business. You gotta. You gotta believe in yourself. Yeah, and tell them because I, I already know, but tell them who was. I think like your first big client. I think you. I think you said it was six months or a few months after you decided. Okay, I'm gonna put this on a business card, and then you book with somebody. I don't know who wasn't, because now I'm confused. Okay, well maybe I did the um the uh, uh, city of Desoto. They had a um uh they do this yearly female. It's just it's an amazing program. That was my first big one. Yes, that's um, the one. I'm about. And they were just like hey we really would like you and i was like okay i said all right bet like let me do some research i said who who spoke the year before and they were like kelly Rowland. i was like oh <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Ooh, you sure you don't want to like work your way down <laughs> like there's kelly Rowland, and there has to be like local somebody man. there's a couple more steps and there's me you know what I mean? but you just have to have that confidence so when they said it i was like like for sure let's go yeah like We'll see what happens. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, but it it turns out that, like, kids love people that they can relate to and stories that they can relate to. Mm. Um, and so, like, although Kelly Rowland was a, a pleasure to see, I'm sure, um, I think that on the same spectrum that I also am a pleasure to see because of my story and what I have to say. Yeah. Yeah. This is, a matter of fact, it's another lady that's, that I'm uh, interviewing next week. Mm-hmm. That I, I want to introduce you to. Okay. Her uh, her name is Letitia Scott. She has a a organization, nonprofit organization, um, where she pours into like little kids whose parents or parental figures have went to jail or something like that. And it's like a big organization. She always have all these different celebrities and come and speak. Yeah. yeah. I like you said celebrities. Yeah. You're a celebrity. <laughs> you, whether you, you know it or not. People, I'm not there yet. You are a celebrity. I'm trying to get there. No, you are a celebrity. Listen, <laughs> I've seen you on the news. I've seen you on the radio shows. I've seen you on all kind of different platforms. When I really YouTubed your name, a bunch of stuff just popped yeah. up. I was like, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, this is legit. Okay. Yeah, I'm getting there. You are there. Thank you. You got to claim that. Thank you. You are there. yeah, yeah. So how long, um, I want to go back into, because when I was thinking of all my questions, I was like, I want to know how long after did she have the first store? Because in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, I'm not moving on until I got this one under control. Yeah, which is what I thought, too. 
Um, and I did have the first one under control. Um, I think, but but I think that in this industry, nothing is ever under control. You mm. just have to like ride the wave. So like, I think at the time in which I wanted the second one, I was riding the wave. You know what I mean? Like I had to, I had a really good summer. So let's let's get a store in the winter time. You know. Um, but everything I always tell my staff is always something. So like, even when you think that like you have it together as an entrepreneur, you never have it together. I don't care what anybody says. I, you can make it seem like every, I mean, you could go all the way from me to, to the Kardashians, to whoever you want. And it, you, you're not always going to have it together. Yeah. So you just kind of have to take that leap of faith and just like, that's part of being a business person is knowing that you can ride the wave and you can make it work regardless. Mm. How long did you have the first store before you got the second? A year. A year. Uh huh. Mm, okay. And I just, I, it was more of a seizing the opportunity. It was like, okay, I am in a good place, but like this opportunity may not come again, so let's get it. How is the uh, the picking of the stores? Like, how did you get to pick both of the ones right across the street from each other? Because uh, there was a store already across the street, and it was a corporate store. I want corporate store. I want to corporate out my ass, so I asked for the second store and just said, hey. So it's really that simple Like you just asked for Nah it's not In reality okay. nah That's what I made it sound like But it's not that simple <laughs> Not that simple No there's a whole process to it It's kind of like It's kind of like going for um, A first store all over again So it's not It's not simple at all You gotta go through The same exact process The only difference is Is that Your business acumen Is based off of your first store mm. But like the money And all that other Good stuff Is still checked out Okay Okay, and you could just, um, because when I looked in, I went on the Seven Eleven website and just to see what stores were available, and I was like, all these stores are in Dallas. Yeah. If I wanted to pick a closer store, how do I? It's a time thing. It's a timing thing. So like, if you don't see anything on there, then it's not your time. Mm. You just gotta wait. Stores are coming. Trust me, stores are coming. Yeah, I, I seen that they were, I think on the website it said. They have three new ones. They should have three in the Arlington area on the sto- on the website currently. Really? It, it may be two now. But, yeah, they, they're they definitely coming now. One thing 7-Eleven is, is, is going to do is keep building stores. Is, uh, and I don't even know if you can answer this. You ever seen that movie, um, oh, what was the McDonald's movie? Why could I not answer this? Trust me. Wait till I get to the question. What what's the um dang, what's the McDonald's movie? Um, it was about the founding of of how McDonald's was started, right? Uh-huh. And it turns out that McDonald's was into real estate and not actually um the restaurant business. Okay. Is seven eleven that same kind of business uh where they focus more on the real estate versus the actual um, products in the store? Nah. Nah, some of it is very much so driven by the products in the store. And I can tell you this for sure because they that is all they talk about. No, they are very much driven with this. I mean, because you have to realize like some of the 7-Elevens are rented. Like, the space is rented. Like, some of the space isn't even, like, officially 7-Eleven space. 7-Eleven is literally all about making money inside the store. Mm, okay. The second store that I have, it sits on somebody else's property. In fact, the first store that I have sits on somebody else's property. So it's not about it's not about the real estate for them. The only thing that's about real estate for them is that they, to make sure that they place it in a really good spot. They don't care how mm. they get it or none of that. It's, 
make sure they place it in a really good spot. Okay. I could be wrong, but y'all gonna have to call corporate. But from what <laughs> I from what I've seen and what I've like, they are really um, customer driven and very much so um, money inside the store driven. Got you. Dang, I wish I that's could why they have remember. so many new products every single day. Every yeah. Single day. And are those Seven Eleven products that's in there? Um, are those? Does Seven Eleven make those, or they just yes. package those? Nope, Seven Eleven, Seven Eleven, and I think, and I, and I hate to talk so much about Seven Eleven because sometimes I love them, and sometimes I can't stand them. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> just to be honest, but um, Seven Eleven does put a lot of pride and care into the things in which they make. So when you walk in and you just see a hot dog on there, what you don't know is. Over the last month, they've changed that hot dog ingredient. They've changed that hot dog size. They've changed the the everything of the hot dog four times just to be A1. Mm. That salsa that's in the condiment bar, they literally have chefs that come in that make four different salsas, and they do a taste testing at corporate to, make, to see which one everybody likes the most, and that's the one they put in. They are very, very serious about their food. Um, and so when people just say, oh, like, oh, it's just a, it's just a uh, 7-Eleven or it's just gas station food, it's not. They have a state-of-the-art kitchen in the state-of-the-art corporate building that they have. It's huge. Really? It's, the kitchen is probably as big as this building. It's huge. And they, they have people with master's degrees. It's it's amazing. It's amazing. And I don't like to toot the horn of them so much. But I will say on the food side, um, I am very impressed as to what 7-Eleven has done. Really? Yes. And they are a stickler about <clears throat> their food. Because. And so and inside the story, and that's just to tell you inside the story, that I don't do nothing but 7-Eleven products. Mm, okay. Because I know some of them pizzas that be sitting out. Some that's, of them- on, that's on franchisees. But the pizza is, probably, the pizza is actually ranked with Pizza Hut Pizza and Domino's Pizza. Mm. Um, and so it's it's ranked very, very high. Have you ever had a fresh 7-Eleven pizza? That's the only pizza I ever eat, ever. Go inside and tell them you want a whole 7-Eleven pizza for $7, and I promise you, you will never eat another pizza a day. Really? I promise you. I think the only thing and they've changed that pizza a hundred times over the year to make sure that it's fluffy enough. It's thick enough. It has enough cheese. It lasts. It lasts long enough. It's hot enough. That it, everything is just down to a T. Um, and so that's the one thing that I can stand by 7-Eleven and say is that like they really do care about the food within their store. Now, mm. that's on the franchisee if they want to leave the the food in there for two plus hours yeah but at the end of the day (laughs) but at the end of the day you're more than welcome to ask them to make you a fresh anything really yeah and and are those those personal ones are you talking about like a big big large seven dollars yeah really yeah so we i probably should start ordering pizzas from 7-eleven pizzas wings i i would i don't i don't say don't eat I say try it all because a lot of thought and a lot of um, science is behind every little bit of it. Hmm. And this is coming from somebody who does not like to toot the horn of 7-Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so what I'm telling you is, is that like it really, it really is a value. Okay. Now what's going on with these gas prices, man? That's between the government <laughs> But I think so. And what's so funny is, is that people always people always want to talk politics. Nobody is ever going to like 100 percent of what any president does. I'm so tired of people being like, well, it's Biden's fault. Well, it's Obama's fault. Well, it's Trump's fault. Well, but what I'm saying is, is that like it everybody has their faults. You're not going to like 100 percent of what everybody does. 
what nobody remembers is that at the beginning of every presidency, gas prices hike. Yeah. But we don't remember it because it was four years ago or eight years ago or something else like that. But at the end, at the beginning of it, and you're thinking, and so we go through this whole Corona space where gas prices are so cheap and then a new presidency comes. And so they hike like they're supposed to. And people were like, oh, man, it's hiking up, Biden hiking up the gas. <laughs> Biden not hiking up no gas. Like, that's what's supposed to happen at the beginning of a presidency. But because we're so used to corona prices of $1.50, we completely forget what's going on. See, and if you want the gas prices to go back down, then y'all need to start acting like corona is still around and stop flourishing like it's summertime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you can't have it the same. You can't have it all. You can't have corona prices and be out here frolicking See, like it doesn't exist. Let me tell you. I thought the gas station owners were the people who. No, <laughs> no, we have no at ten thirty every single day. They send a text message out. They say change your gas prices. We go in the system. We check it. They do it based off of what the hell is going around here. What's going on at Quick Trip? What's going on at Racetrack? What's going? And they try to find a decent price in between all of them. Really? Yes. So the store owners don't have no control. And have you ever noticed how all of the prices hike at the same time? It's a thing. It's just a thing. Everybody follows everybody else's, which is essentially following the gas company. Uh, so y'all need to call y'all's local gas providers, okay. not gas stations, not 7-Elevens. <laughs> they don't have nothing to do with I that. I could have swore I thought... That the people who run the store was controlling but the ju- prices. If I control the prices, the prices w- the prices would be higher. Five dollars a gallon. I would make all of my coins. <laughs> so no, you don't want us doing okay. that. Okay, all right. Because I know I used to, uh, in California, like around twelve one o'clock in the morning. Sometimes you will see somebody up there changing the price. Oh, you were old school. Were you in Compton? <laughs> <laughs> No, no. I'm going to change it. <laughs> you don't know where it was no, digital? From, from LA. No, it wasn't digital. Oh, it was, that's what I'm asking. Were you in Compton? No, where were you? No, it was in LA, South Central. <laughs> they would be on the floor. They had this little squeegee thing. They would, I know exactly what you're talking about. We haven't used that since the 70s. That's what I'm asking you. Where were you? <laughs> no, it's South Central. I, I was, no, I was everything young. digital. We could change it literally from the register. No. Really? Yeah. Okay, and y'all, but y'all don't have no control of that. No, good. Okay, it just comes in and we change it to what it's supposed to be changed. Okay, okay. I can give you a heads up when it's changing, but I can't. <laughs> you can't. <change laughs> okay, I can tell you to come pump gas within the next ten minutes, but I can't do nothing else. Okay. Now is um, I would assume that gas is the biggest. You have the biggest margin on gas no. at the store. No, I make I make pebbles off of gas. Gas is what brings the customers inside the store. Mm. My money is made on the inside. And my money is specifically made with Hot Foods and 7 Select products. Got you. So when I tell you the 7-Eleven food is good, it's because first and foremost, it makes me more money. But second of all, because I really do. I really do eat it. Okay. So when you go to her store, 
if you want to get some gas, get some gas. Oh, by all means. I mean, I still but make come money. In. I'm never going to say don't buy gas, only buy inside, because I for sure make money, but it's pebbles. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's like a cent a gallon or something. So it's not like it's not like I'm out here just balling off the of gas. And I appreciate everybody. So everybody who came through um, whenever they were trying to find black-owned businesses and you all were buying gas, that right there in itself was a blessing to me. So I'm never going to say, like, y'all, y'all, this is pebbles. Nah, but, like, I appreciate it. But also on the inside is where franchisees make their money. Mm, okay. All right. And then this is my last insider question I'm going to ask. It's all so, good. Okay. I got answers. <laughs> okay. How does a gas station run out of gas? Gas stations don't run out of gas. The only time gas stations ever run out of gas is when there is a pandemic of some type going on. So when people be like, your gas pump's running slow, you must have run out of gas. There's no, the tank of a gas station is probably half the size of this building. And Mm. that's one tank. Mm. There's two tanks under every store. So there's no way on God's green earth that a store can technically run out of it unless there's something like a snowstorm. And where everybody is rushing to go get gas. But remember, they only run out of gas because everybody is panicking. If people stop panicking... And stop going to fill up grocery bags with the gasoline and and uh, t- uh, Tupperware versus Atlanta. Worth of, yeah, worth of <laughs> gasoline. There would be no shortage. But when people start, it's just. But it's also human nature. When people start to freak out, it's like with the toilet paper. I'm still mad at y'all about what y'all did with that toilet paper. Um, but when people think that it's about to be a scarcity, everybody was trying to figure out how they're going to wipe their ass. It's just, it's a thing. Um, and so it's just human nature, but that is why things run out. But gas stations technically on a normal day will never run out of gas. It's not even pop. Like they don't even let it go down to a specific point without coming to refill it. So gas tanks never go below a half without Mm. it being refilled. So there's no possible way unless there is some type of pandemic or something going on outside. Ah, okay. Alright. Um what what do you what would you say to a new entrepreneur is the most important thing to running a business? Uh, if you ooh. had to just pick one that you was like, make sure this is on point, what would be the one thing that you would say? Your permits and your money. Like that's one of the things that I'm always like, Allison, you gotta do better. Um, but like any permit that you need any, I mean, cause they could literally TABC can come in at any time and mess with you just because they can, you know what I mean? Like, like I have to have a permit for, for carrying fresh flowers. Like I have to have a permit, like there's a permit for everything. Um, and so you just need to make sure that all your ducks are in a row. So that way they can, it's like being stopped by the police. Like if all your, well, that's not like being stopped by the police. Never mind, I take that back. Um, your ducks yeah, could all be in a row and still get shot. So, um, <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's like, um, you know what I mean? It's it literally like, you just have to have everything in a row. Like you can't, you can't Paperwork not, yeah, wise. everything. Cause anybody that controls the government or anything like that can come in at any time and ask you questions and swoop in. And so just make sure that your stuff is in, is in order. You know what I mean? Like, make sure you do all of your research to make sure that you have all of your permits and you're covering all of your bases. Got you. Okay. All right. Are you hiring at the stores? (laughs) Gas stations are always hiring. Okay. But I don't hire people that follow me on social media. Uh, Okay. That never works out. Why? 
because they see this fun place on social media and they think like oh it's about to be a blast like no nah, like we scrub floors we we scrub toilets like it's a it's a lot more work like my, i commend my employees every single day for one putting up with me but also two for like doing the work that needs to be done mm. how do you how do you know if they following you on social media uh normally they ask through social media oh uh, okay all right yeah, yeah. any high school and people love to say it too like, oh, I follow you on social yeah, media. Yeah, people love to say it. I'm like, ooh. <laughs> Thank you. We'll Thank call you. you. Yeah, I don't want to lose my fans based off of like people. Because, you know, people's work ethic is just completely trash nowadays. So you don't want to like lose your your fan base and all this good stuff um, trying to. Yeah. Yeah. And I heard that you are eventually going to move out where you're not um, running the day to day, right? Yeah. What? What kind of, I guess, store manager or person are you looking for? I'm to? not looking for a store manager. What are you looking for? I have store managers. Store managers oh, okay. are people who work their way up. You okay. don't just, you just don't hire somebody. Just, you know, nah, like you got to show some loyalty because at the end of the day, like they, they, they count your money. Mm. You know what I mean? Like they have your lottery tickets. They have all types of stuff. So I don't hire anybody just from the outside as a manager. Mm, okay. All right. So what do you, what who are you looking your store manager is going to take over for you at, yeah, at some they're, point? Yeah, they're really good now. They're okay. really good. I do I do minimal work now, but like I said, like I'm a very hands-on person. At the end of the day, it's my money. So I'm going to be there, you know, some sometime. Yeah. Okay. Now, just to switch subjects a little bit. I heard Kevin Samuel say Tuh. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't ready. I, I wasn't ready for this mess. Anytime, anytime anybody starts anything with Kevin Samuel, I automatically just shut down. I'm like, this man. So I heard Kevin Samuel say that um, women, once they become. Again, uh, men love telling women what they do and who they are and how they act. But go ahead. I'm listening. Okay. Leave it up to a man to tell me who I am. And, yeah, yeah. I, I don't you don't see us going around talking about who y'all are. Y'all do. No. Some of y'all. Well. Some of y'all me. do. Not, not you. I, I go by who each in, what each individual person shows me. I'm not about to make a generalization of a whole gender. Based. Go ahead. I can't. <laughs> so, I heard Kevin Samuel say um, that women once they reach a certain threshold financially successful whatever in their career that it's hard for them to take that energy because that same masculine energy that it takes them to be successful uh-huh. that it takes for them when it comes to when they come home it doesn't work uh i remember saying this a little while ago and i thought to myself i don't listen to nothing kevin says and kevin could be right he could be wrong um do i think he's wrong maybe but a part of me does is he right maybe um but again none ya because none your business but second of all (laughs) um i i think that there is somebody out there for everybody and i think that if you are a boss chick um in the workplace um i think there is room for softening up for sure um however you can't tell a boss not to be a boss so if you can't Mm. handle a boss and that's Mm. on you um, and that, therefore, that means that there's somebody out there that can handle it. Mm. Um, but uh, sometimes do people have to learn to turn turn it on and off a little bit? Yeah, but like at the end of the day, like if you're a boss, you're a boss. 
Like if, if you're a strong-willed person, you're a strong-willed person and you need to find another strong-willed person who can handle it. That just means that Kevin Samuels ain't for you. Right. I, I think Kevin Samuels like guys. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I was going to ask if he was even married. No. Well, then in that He's case. divorced. Well, right. So this, <laughs> I'm over him. <laughs> like you can't what <laughs> you can finna tell me what somebody who's it's like it's like me listening to Steve Harvey right now I'm not gonna do it I'm just not gonna do it Steve is giving women the worst advice that's what I'm saying I'm not gonna do it yeah divorce three times I'm not gonna do it I'm not listening I'm yeah. sorry yeah. I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> and their credibility to me is shot yeah I don't yeah I don't even I don't even know my thing is to the women who even listening to it like why would you take advice or why would you even call into a show with somebody who don't know you? I think for Kevin Samuels, because I know where you're going. I think with Kevin Samuels, I think that every woman wants to argue because we love to argue. So I think every woman wants to argue their point and tell him that he's wrong. But at the end of the day, when you have a stubborn mule, he's not going to not become a stubborn mule even if you make a good point. He's still going to be the same ass he was whenever you called. Mm. So women are doing it to themselves because they I'm not like gonna. To, I'm not gonna say that. No, I'm no, I'm, say, no, I'm paraphrasing. You, no, I'm you, paraphr- you need to use better words. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't paraphrase and say women are doing it to themselves because I'm not agreeing with that either. It's gonna be a no for me. <laughs> okay. <sighs> so are you um are you looking into investing in any other spaces? I'm looking into chilling. Just chilling. That's what I'm looking into. I'm looking into chilling. <laughs> I don't look. Investing, fine. Working, no. <laughs> no. Are you invested in like crypto and all that? Um, no. No. Do I do like um, trading and stocks? I do. Um, and I'm not going to get into it because I don't need y'all going to the same thing I'm going into. But, <laughs> That's um, how you build it, though. Nah, that, nah, ain't nah, ain't nah, that nah. how you uh, nah. it, make it your is, money? It, it is, but I'm out here <laughs> trying to share it with everybody, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I like you building but, stock up. It, yeah, mm, <laughs> it is to an extent, but um, I do other things uh, with my money. Um, but d- do I plan on working again? Uh, probably not. Okay. Were you an athlete? Did you play any sports? I did. What did uh, you play? I went to. <laughs> I played basketball and um, golf in high school. That's right, you did and say then that. in college, I went to college on a golf scholarship, so I played uh, golf in college. Okay, you pretty nice on the on the what is it golf course? I was decent, decent back then. How long? How long since you played? Uh, I play. I play a couple times a year in a four man scramble. If you haven't won, invite me out. I love it. Drink beers, talk shit. It's fun. Okay. Um, having to get up somebody tell you when you have to get up and practice and work out and all that's not fun Mm. so um i think that i didn't realize that golf could be fun until after i graduated from college Mm. and i started playing in these turn in these four-man scramble tournaments is golf a sport uh excuse me i'm just i'm just (laughs) is is it like a sport or is it more like a hobby type thing? it's a hobby if you're trash it's a sport if you're good it's definitely a sport. It's definitely a sport. And just like I tell people, and people always used to say, like, there's no way on God's green earth a football player can walk with a 20-pound bag, 20-plus pound bag on his back for 18 holes up and down hills, and there's no way on God's green earth I'm going to run a 50 in, in five. It's just not going to happen. Like, it's just 
people it's a sport but like n- it's not one of those sports it, where like anybody can do it just like i'm not gonna say i can play football because i'm a natural born athlete so there's no way that anybody should be saying any football player should be saying i'm gonna play golf because i'm a natural born athlete like nah it's a different skill level so definitely a sport you're not gonna get me on that not a sport thing it's definitely a sport no, i'm just asking because i've seen it's a hobby when you get into your old age and you just want to play for like fun and like kicks and giggles that's when it's a hobby it's an expensive hobby it is an expensive hobby just like you can run track which is a sport but when you get older you no longer running track you just running as a hobby (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah you need to get you a golf cart no i did well that's the thing is now (laughs) now i can have golf carts so now it's a little bit more fun oh so when you were actually competing in college you was they didn't have golf golf cart for y'all no we had to carry those bags on our back up and down hills for what is it five plus miles around a golf cart around a golf course chasing a ball yes it's a thing what yes that's crazy i thought yeah, and then you're going to question me on if it's a sport. Yeah, it's a sport. <laughs> I thought yeah, you I thought when you buy that. the clubs, it comes with a golf cart. You got to pay a little extra, but you get you a golf cart. Nah, nah, okay. nah. When you, when you get a bag, you get a bag, and you carry that. It comes with a strap okay. that you can put on your back. Okay. And that's it. Yo, and... I seen that you uh you played Delta. I did. Okay. All right. DST. Uh-huh. Okay. What uh no, none greater. Okay. What uh when, when did you play it? 2015. What? I did grad chapter. How how never mind. You're not supposed to ask that. You can ask anything. How old are you? I'm not talking. Okay, yeah, you're not supposed to ask that. <laughs> Golly. I don't know why I thought you was, because I pledged Kappa, but uh-huh. I pledged 2000. Uh-huh. And I don't know, for some reason, I thought we was around about the same age. But there's no way. N- no. There's there's no way. No. Because in 2000, I think I was still in elementary school. Really? <laughs> no, nah, I'm just kidding. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I want to say goddamn. Nah. And you got. Actually, nah, actually, I was in middle school. Oh, damn. And I'm, I'm not much older than I guess so. 2015. Actually, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I remember. It. I think it was 2015. Look, everything's a blur in that in that time period of my life. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Okay. Yo, uh, Allison, thank you for tapping in with us, man. We I appreciate this, man. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Leave all your social media stuff for everybody in case they want to follow you. Look at your TikToks. Look at your, uh, your. <laughs> You can find all of my social media on my Instagram. I put it in every caption. But my Instagram is at the number seven, spell it 11, E-L-E-V-E-N, underscore Ray, R-A-E, Lawson. It'll okay. pop up if you just do seven eleven underscore. Okay. All right. Yeah. So if anybody out there. um. Nope. Well, she says she's not hiring you, so. Yeah, I'm not hiring y'all. But y'all are free to stop by 100 East Interstate 20 and 700 West Interstate 20 in Arlington, Texas. Yes, Arlington on um, Matlock and the 20, uh-huh. right? Those two 7-Elevens across the street. Uh-huh. Um, do you think, um, last question, do you think 7-Eleven um, is ever going to get into, like, the cannabis kind of thing? Uh, or once they legalize it in Texas? Uh, well, legalizing it. <laughs> 
if you feel like this Republican state is about to legalize marijuana anytime soon, <laughs> sir, <laughs> I got some beachfront property in Michigan <laughs> I'd like to sell you. <laughs> okay. Texas is too big to be legalizing marijuana. <laughs> They might as well. <laughs> There's no way on God's green earth any time. Texas will be the very last state. There's too much unaccounted for land in Texas that they're not able to make money off of. That people could. Sh- there is a plot in Cedar Hill that, that people knew nothing about. It was like five mile radius that you couldn't even get into by walking. No, there's no. There's too much land. Uh, so no, I'm not holding my. I probably won't even be a franchisee by the time that happens. But. Um, they're already into CBD stuff. Mm, okay. Um, and so we sell lotions and lip balms and all types of other stuff. Um, so they're, they're trying. 7-Eleven's going to try to do whatever they can to make money. So if it's cool, they're going to do it. Got you. Yeah, that's dope. And do you? I know you said, um, I, I said last question, but. It's all good. Okay. Now, if people have products. How could they contact you oh, or they man. need to contact 7-Eleven? Can't stand this question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if people have products, nine times out of ten, it does start off at the franchisee level. Okay. Um, it's like whenever I was selling Black Girl Magic wine and they couldn't get it on the corporate level, but they found one franchisee who wanted it. And now all of a sudden they want it on a corporate level. You know mm. what I mean? It's, it's the same thing with Red Bull. Nobody, 7-Eleven would not get Red Bull. Really? But one franchisee said they would take Red Bull, and then all of a sudden, now look how much is taken off. So, um, it starts on a franchisee level, and if it's something that's really selling and really growing, like Mindy Lou Pies in Arlington, a couple of franchisees decided to do it. They're selling like wildfire, and so more and more franchisees are getting into it, and eventually corporate will get into it. Mm. So, um it's just a matter of starting off as a franchise now, but what I do tell people is, is that I do not do food. Um, and I do not do anything without a barcode. So, um, if you bring it to me, I have a very select number of things in which I bring into the store. Um, especially if I think that I can make, you know, a 35% or more profit off of it, then we can talk about it. Um, Mm -hmm. if I don't see that happening, then nine times, I mean, I'm a businesswoman first. I love my community. I love my black community. I love helping others. I love the kids. Um, but I'm a businesswoman first. You know what I mean? So like if it's if it if it don't make money, it don't make sense to me. So Shout out to DJ Quick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um I don't bring in a lot of food because I know that I make a higher profit off of the seven eleven food. So I'm not about to bring in cookies when I know that the cookies that I sell on the front are about to make me a forty five percent GP. Yeah. I'm not finna bring in your cookies and make twelve percent. That yeah. brings down my GP in the store. Gotcha. Um so and I also try not to do food because we not trying to kill nobody around here. So I try yeah. not to do food. So if you got any products, is there a website that they need to hit you or just hit you on your social media? Nah, just hit first? me on my social media. I'm always working on a website in the background, always. Um, but right now, you just hit me on social media. Okay. Cool beans. Hopefully, I got all the questions out there for y'all. Um, get your business stuff together. Um, I, I want to see more black 7-Eleven owners. Uh, me too. Yeah. Me too. But the way it's ran, I don't, we'll see. Yeah. Um, but I just want to see more black owners in general, so. Yes. I'll pray for that. Yes. So thank you, Allison, again for tapping in with us. We appreciate it. Ah, of really course. Do. I had fun. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yo, man, this has been the Tap In Podcast. Yo, don't forget the getting is in the giving, okay? Uh make sure you follow us on all the uh social media platforms. This has been the Tap In Podcast. Holla. <laughs>